Your car is everything. Your taxi, your moving van, your baby. And for over 30 years, AutoZone has had the parts you can count on to keep it going. But parts are just part of what we do. We're part buddy, part mentor, part of the American way of doing things. So whether you're Mr. DIY or a master mechanic, AutoZone has your back. Parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Hey, Jack Winters here today. I'm 40-something here in uh, lovely uh, Phoenix, Arizona. It's Valentine's Day here in America. Wanted to wish my wife, um, Kate, a very wonderful Valentine's Day. She's uh, working right now. She'll be home later today. She's also a huge F1 fan. I'm kind of hoping to get her on this show pretty soon. We'll do some trivia with her. We'll see. She's kind of shy when that stuff is concerned. So today, anyway, I'm going to go over. The, an overview of the interview that uh, Brundle did with the F5, F1 president. Kind of want to maybe put it in some American terms and maybe explore what he said, maybe some hidden meanings, um, that kind of thing. Um, so, hey, let's get started. Um, so Brundle asked him, like, you know, what are his goals for F1? And he was saying he wanted to take it to the next level. He wants to make F1 stronger than ever. And, um, you know, he's also saying the media is, you know, doing its share of promoting F1, you know, which is good. Um, he's looking forward to more wheel-to-wheel um, action. Um, I'm not 100% convinced of that. We go wheel-to-wheel, we end up with people who should have won the race, not winning a race. So as much as I want to see a lot of racing, I also want to see them actually being respectful to the other drivers trying to pass them or, or whatever, so that we're not seeing Alonzo flying through the air or, you know, Verstappen sitting on top of Hamilton. So, I mean, we just don't want that. I, I want to see racing. Um, I don't want to see a backmarker win when they, you know, just because of an accident. I mean, winning is winning and whatever happens during a race, it doesn't really matter. Whoever crosses the checkered flag first wins the race. But, you know, I still would, as much as I want to see wheel to wheel, wheel to wheel without the touching. That's what I want. That's what I'm going to talk about. Um, let's see what else do you talk about? He was talking about this year how the cars were set up to race a little closer, and you know what? I think you're right because I was watching older older races, and and you know, you get in their air, their dirty air, and for some reason, another car just can't can't cool. They have to back way to get the car cool. Um, even though there's a slipstream, it's just, you know, the car won't cool. So I'm kind of glad that they've taken that. I don't, what I don't want though, is I don't want NASCAR racing. Oh my God. It's like one giant race car going around and around and around. It bores the living crap out of me. I can't stand to watch anymore. Back when Richard Petty was racing, I loved it. But uh, now I just, uh, it's just like one giant train of cars going around and, you know, it's not fun to watch. Um, they talked about possibly changing the floors coming up next year. I don't know what that's all about. That might be to even out the teams a little bit more. Uh, you know, maybe Red Bull has an advantage with their floor. I'm not sure what that's all about. Read what into it, whatever you want to read into it, I guess. They're going to change the floors. And, of course, they talked about our, one of our home races, Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Viva Las Vegas. 
I'm probably not going to go. I would like to go if I can get, you know, a, a decent seat. But uh, I was there for the uh, launch. Got to see Hamilton and, and uh, Russell and Checo race up and down the street. Um, you know, that was really pretty cool. I got, I have a bad leg, and um, I went through four surgeries, not to share my personal information, but I went through four surgeries. So when I was there, I was in a, in a wheelchair with a big metal device on my leg. And they let me into um, Hamilton's car he was going to drive. It was a lot older one, but so cool. I got to hold the steering wheel, the F1 steering wheel, and sit next to the car. Oh, my God. You know what? It sucked not being able to walk for four months, almost dying from infection. But you know what? Moments like that just kind of made up for it. I never thought in this world ever I'd get to hold an authentic F1 steering wheel ever. And that can't, I, I don't, I think that can be topped. I mean, we went to Austin and saw um, the year of Verstappen beat Hamilton 2021. 20, we went to uh, Austin and we saw, we were in the actual venue before anybody else. I, I got pictures of it. Um, what we did was, what, what I did, what we, we went through the vendor entrance carrying our stuff and nobody stopped us. Nobody, there was no security, nothing. And we went and found a place to sit. And we thought it was going to be really good, but it turned out to be really crappy because everybody's at the fence. You can't see nothing. And I had to stand on my chair to see anything, and then I ended up getting an infection in my foot. Unrelated to what's happening now with my foot, but at the time, um, I got to get an infection. I had to go to a podiatrist and, you know, get help for it. But, um, you know, that I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Saturday, we went and saw. We, we, we sat on the hill and watched qualifying, and to see the cars coming out of the lane, was incredible. It was the first time I ever saw an F car, F1 car in person that was going, you know. I mean, yeah, at the venue, you see Hamilton's old car and, you know, stuff like that, but they don't let you near it, you know. But when, but when, but when I got to hold that steering wheel and be right next to that car, I don't think that can be topped. Um, so anyway, um, so Vegas, I don't know if I'm going to go. I mean, tickets, some, some venues are selling million dollars we all know that you know just to be able to sit next to the fence probably gonna cost you a thousand dollars and you know depending on how the season goes it's late november race i mean maybe if maybe we got uh you know a four-way challenge for the you know for that one championship then maybe i'll pay the thousand dollars and go i mean i am only you know four and a half hours from vegas so it's you know it's right there it's just a drivable day we you know book a off the strip hotel and go to go you know but uh, I don't know. You know, they, they said, uh, the F1 president said that, and Tomaselli said they've been working, you know, all year on this. I mean, I've seen pictures on the web of them, you know, putting together the uh, the, pal the paddock. And um, I'm excited. You know, they, uh, Las Vegas is hosted. I think they're hosting the Super Bowl next year, too. So, oh, my God. Good for Vegas. I used to live in Vegas years ago. And we were actually living in Vegas when 9-11 happened. And, this, and the strip was so quiet. And and um, I can't remember his name from NBC was on the big screen on at the um, at the the Bally's and it was eerie quiet. My wife lost her job, I lost my job, and so we moved out of there. You know, we sold our house and moved. But you know, um, good for Vegas, good for America. I mean, really, um, this race is going to put F1 on the map. I don't know why Miami didn't do it. I don't know why Austin doesn't do it, but man, I think Vegas is going to do it. 
I think that there's just going to be so many celebrities there, so many wealthy people. This is going to be the Monaco of America. And uh, this racetrack, driving the strip, closing the strip with this, is incredible. This car is doing, you know, up to upwards of, you know, 200 miles an hour maybe in some spots. Wow, incredible, incredible, incredible. Um, so after that, he went on to um, talk about, you know, what's uh, going to happen with Red Bull. And, you know, um, they talked about this cost cap. And, you know, I, I've already covered it. Cheating is cheating. It doesn't matter what, if it's a dollar over or a million dollars over. If you're spending it on the team, for the team, it's cheating. I'm afraid to find out that they're just as fast as they were last year. And Verstappen's going to get a little to none TV coverage because he's going to be miles ahead of everybody. Um, I'm afraid that's going to happen. And, and, and I think we're all going to find out that that penalty that the FIA handed out was just not enough. And they're talking about financial payments. And Donatelli is saying, let's, let's, you know, FIA wants to hand out financial penalties and not race penalties. Well, you know what? Maybe the race penalty would have been enough to say enough is enough. Now, this year, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, how many people are going to go over the cost cap and then, you know, because that means they got a slap on the wrist, right? Did Red Bull get a slap on the wrist? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see how they perform, whether or not less wind tunnel time really affected their aerodynamics. Um, we'll see. Um, they talked about, Demoselli talked about getting the results faster. Yeah, um, my wife, too, she doesn't understand. Why aren't they doing this? You know, as, as things are spent, things should be sent over to the FIA so that, the, you know, the bean counters, the accounts, you know, whatever, can do their job and we can find out sooner what's going on. And I don't think there should be any negotiating with the teams. Well, we really want to do this, but are you okay with that? And then they're like, no, we're not okay with that. We went, we don't want, uh, you know, 100 million penalty. We want 7 million. And so the FIA is like, well, shit, Red Bull, you know, we don't want them pulling out. We don't want them mad. We don't, you know, can't handle that. So I guess we'll go with the negotiated price. And I just think that's fucking bullshit. You know, I, I, I do. I think FIA, if they're going to have any kind, any kind of a stance, any kind of rules, they got to they got to slap it to these teams that are going over the budget. I don't care who the heck it is, you know. If it's if it's if it's Haas or Mercedes, they're going over. They need to get serious penalties, you know. That way, we set an example, and then nobody go over. I mean, maybe nobody will go over. Maybe everybody learned their lesson. Nobody go over. That would be a dream come true. I mean, I really, I would like to see that. I mean, I, I'm sure everybody would like to see that. Um. So anyway, after that. Um, you know, he, he, he talked a little bit about F1's credibility. You know, that really is a stinker. I mean, they call it a stinker. I mean, it's it's a shit show. Going over the cost cap, it just it shouldn't be allowed. And and when you have to penalize somebody and it's a negotiated penalty, it, it does stink. It stinks up the place. You know, it's like freaking plugged up toilet. Nobody wants to deal with it, you know. He talks a little bit about the three new drivers, the switching of the teams, principles. He's excited for these new drivers. Um, you know, I, I'm excited for him too. I hope to breeze and, and, uh, you know, uh, Logan Sargent, American, um, and, um, Pastry, I hope they do really well. I hope they just don't end up at the back of the pack being back markers because that's no fun. I mean, DeVries and, and, uh, Pastry are, you know, 
they're world-class outfits. There's just no excuse to be back of the pack. Um, uh, he talked about a little, little bit, Brundle asked him, you know, was it the right decision to get rid of, uh, you know, the Ferrari principal and uh, bring in Vassar? And he kind of skirted around it. He didn't want to make a decision because he thought if he made some kind of decision, it would look bad for F1. Not saying anything and then going on and saying, well, you know, a small guy uh, is going to have a lot to learn. Small team, and now he's into the real, the real world, the big team, the big show. Ferrari, one of the biggest auto manufacturers in the world. World-class race cars. We all know their history, their pedigree. And is Vassar in trouble? And he said, you know what, Vassar's job is to make sure he gets a good team around him. Because, I mean, we all know, I mean, it takes hundreds of people to make a team work. And we got you got to get the right team. So if Vassar gets the right people around him, I don't think we're going to have an issue. But if he doesn't get the right people around him and he's trying to do too much by himself, oh, boy, I smell trouble. Let's hope that doesn't happen. And then uh, he went on to talk about, uh, let's see, what did he go on to talk about? Uh, he, oh, yeah, uh, Brendel asked him, well, what about new teams? What about uh, specifically Andretti and Cadillac? And Domicelli was clear that Andretti was too loud. Well, shit, we're Americans. We want something. We don't fucking horse around. We just want it, right? I mean, Andretti, oh, my God. They're the, when, they're the biggest name in auto sports. I mean, everybody knows who Mario Andretti is, you know? I mean, come on. And so I don't understand the problem. They fill out the paperwork, and, and even if they're loud about it, let's let them in. What's wrong with being loud? Seriously, what the hell is wrong with being loud? Come on. Dumb as silly, really. They're making their point across that they want in, and people are saying, oh, that's rude, that's rude, that's rude, that's not professional. Oh, my God. Give it up, guys. Whatever the team takes to get in, they're going to do to get in. And I'm telling you right now, I remember when Chevrolet owned IndyCar. Their, their, car, their motors ruled. Um, so Cadillac, um, they're going to bring an engine like none other. And if Andretti and them can set up a F1 car that's got a decent chassis to go along with it, watch out. I don't know what kind of drivers they're going to get, but, you know, if they got the money, they're going to get some of the best drivers. And Don't we want to see more drivers? I mean, um, Zach Brown says, you know, we want, to, we, want to, we want a bigger pot to share among everybody, right? That should be the way it is. 20 teams, 22, 24 teams. And you know what? There's always going to be attrition, no matter what. There are going to be teams that are in over their head, don't know what the hell they're doing, and they're going to leave. They're going to they're going to lose their hats or lose you know lose, and so they're not going to want to stick around. And it doesn't matter who the team is. You know what? Uh, Mercedes could have you know another third place finish for the next three three or four years. They might question, geez, you know this isn't what we signed up for. They may leave. Maybe they just want to become an indie manufacturer. I mean, I heard rumors about that, right? So, you know, just just let them in. It's ridiculous. You know, God be respectful. God be respectful. God respect the process. Well, Domicelli, we're Yankees, and we do it our way, the way we want to do it. And some and adapting to other countries' rules sometimes isn't our, you know, our strength. But 
never that you know never mind that we are we're coming and america's coming and gatekeepers i don't know what to tell you and Dreddy's going to get in it's just it's going to happen other teams are going to get in audi's going to get in ford's going to get in this is going to be an incredible error in, in f1 history coming up um he wants growth well growth means more teams you know and um I don't know what to say. It just means more teams, you know, better venues and more teams. And, you know, he talked, and this is funny. I'm going to talk a little bit about this for a minute. I think that most people, and I've said this before, you know, Verstappen's had to look in the mirror and say, you know what, did I really win the championship? And like I said, it don't matter. Whoever finished, whoever crosses that checkered flag is the winner. And it don't matter how it happened. That isn't to say that mistakes weren't made. And that isn't to say that that it was fair. In my opinion, it wasn't fair. But, you know, a lot of times things happen in racing that just aren't fair. But it was funny that Brendel brought up, you know, Abu Dhabi 2021 and Verstappen not knowing he's a champion in Japan. And Domicelli says, well, we got to fix those mistakes. Um, Wow. He admitted 2021 Abu Dhabi was a mistake. The F1 admitted that was a mistake. I don't know if you'll ever hear this Verstappen. But, I mean, when you got the F1 president saying that was a mistake, I mean, you're still a champion, but Heavy as a heavy as a crown, right? Heavy as a crown, and you got to deal with it. And I feel bad for you. I, w- I, w- I would love to be in your shoes and say, "Hey, I'm the F1 champion," but on the other hand, how you got there, you have to live with. And um, heavy as a crown. All right. Well, I think that that pretty much covers it. This is Jack Winters. Um, like I said, I'm going to try to get my wife on the show next time. You know, we're down to what are we down to? 16 days until FP1. I'm so excited. I'm going to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm going to watch it. I'm going to enjoy it. I can't wait to see these cars. I'm hoping some winter testing, uh, you know, legitimate winter testing news comes out, and I can report to you guys what's going on winter testing. I don't want to report, you know, misinformation. It, it happens, but all I can do is say, I'm sorry if I report misinformation, but in America, it happens. Well, this is Jack Winters, and until I uh, talk to you and and see you next time, bye-bye.